0: Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the show. Now, we have a special treat for you today. We are, well, we are in the examination business amid this battle with COVID-19, with the coronavirus. And here's the podcast for your listening pleasure. All Eyes on Sweden. Sweden provides clues for coronavirus economic recovery. So remember, this podcast is about looking forward, and it's it's not about judgment um, or what we've done in the past. It's not about what we are currently doing as a response pandemic. You know, I am focused on the days ahead and what's going to happen over the next few weeks as we continue to live amid the first pandemic in most of our lives and sweden is the canary in the cave most of you've heard the old saying you know the canary in the cave well in old days when they would go into mines they would take a canary bird in a cage and if the gas or the toxic mix in the cave was Harmful it would kill the canary before it did the mine workers So Sweden is our canary and they are testing the air to make sure it is safe for the rest of us and Before you say something like we cannot compare a small country like Sweden to the USA I want you to stop and think Stockholm has 1.5 million residents and might be they just might be the ideal control group for most cities in the U.S. outside of the larger metropolitan areas like New York. New York's been getting hit hard, and I'm not trying to compare Sweden to New York, but there are many other cities in the USA that might be a better comparison to Stockholm. And I've been watching the statistics from Sweden for the past week, And I want you to listen to this information from John Fund and Joel Hay with the National Review. This is dated today, April 6th. So this is not information, this is current information. And listen to what they say. If the COVID-19 pandemic tails off in a few weeks, months before the alarmists claim it will, they will probably pivot immediately and pat themselves on the back for brilliant social distancing controls that they imposed on the rest of the world. They will claim that their heroic recommendations averted total calamity. listen to what they say. Those experts may be wrong, and Sweden, which has done almost no mandated social distancing, will possibly be rushing to discredit Sweden's approach which relies more on calibrated precautions and isolations, only the most vulnerable than imposing a full lockdown. Now, while gatherings of more than 50 people are prohibited and high schools and colleges are closed, listen to this. Sweden has kept its borders open as well as its preschools, grade schools, And even bars restaurants parks and shops so they're doing something very different than we are and Sweden has courageously decided not to endorse a harsh quarantine and consequently it hasn't forced its residents into lockdown now listen to what they say the strategy in Sweden is to focus on social distancing among known risk groups like the elderly And they say, we try to use evidence-based measurements. Emma Franz, a doctor in epidemiology in Sweden's Karolinska Institute, told Euronews. So listen to what they say. We are trying to adjust everyday life. The Swedish plan is to implement measures that you can practice for a long time. And the problem with lockdowns is that you tire the system out. This is from Anders Tegnell, Sweden's Chief Epidemiologist. He said, you can't keep a lockdown going for months. It's impossible. And he said, we will kill all of our services and unemployed people are themselves a great threat to public health. It's a factor you need to think about. So they're considering the impact on their people economically as well as physically. And here's the really good news in Sweden's ICU census, which is updated every 30 minutes nationwide, admissions to every ICU in the country are flat or declining. Remember, this is April 6th and have been for a week and as of this podcast, Most of Sweden's ICU cases are elderly, and 77% have underlying conditions, such as heart disease, which we expect, respiratory disease, of course we respect, and kidney disease and diabetes. But there hasn't been a single pediatric ICF in Sweden, so much for the benefits of shutting down schools everywhere else. There are only 25 COVID-19 ICU admissions among Swedes under the age of 30. Now there's 10 million people in Sweden, so this is why this is so important. Sweden is developing herd immunity and refusing to panic. And by not requiring social isolation, Sweden's young people spread the virus, most asymptomatically as is supposed to happen in a normal flu season. They will generate protective antibodies that make it harder and harder for the Wuhan virus to reach and infect the frail and elderly who have serious underlying conditions. So listen, for perspective, the current COVID-19 death rate in Sweden, 40 deaths per millions of population, is substantially lower than the Swedish death rate in a normal flu season so get this in 2018 for instance the death rate from the flu in Sweden was about 80 million per population that's twice as much and compare that with the situation in Switzerland a smaller European country which has 8.5 million Switzerland is practicing strict social isolation just like we are and yet Switzerland reports 715 cases, 715 cases, cumulative Wuhan virus deaths as of today. And for a death rate, nearly double the number of Sweden. And what about Norway? Norway is another Nordic country that shares a 1,000 mile open border with Sweden, with the language and culture very similar. Norway's population of 4 million has reported well fewer COVID-19 deaths than Sweden but a substantially higher rate of coronavirus ICU admissions. Now, listen to another listen to another thought. This is from Gabriel Lee with Forbes dated yesterday, April 5th. Over the past week, international press has taken particularly interest in Sweden and its relatively relaxed approach to the coronavirus outbreak. Among European nations, Sweden is one of the very few without serious restrictions on movement in place. Schools are open for children under 16, restaurants are up and running, and people are free to leave their houses. There isn't even any, any official requirement to maintain a defined Physical distance from others when outdoors and a few days ago the government gave out Instructions for people to keep distance from each other, but they did not specify how much and Here's the thing Swedes have a high level of trust in the government and tend to follow its instructions as a result although things are quieter than normal in Stockholm and many many people are working from home this looks like nothing compared to what we see in the deserted streets in the USA. And playgrounds are full of kids, parents gather and chat, the highways heading out of town are busy with cars, there are no lines in grocery stores, and the shelves are mostly well stocked. As with many parts of the world, toilet paper sections tend to look other staples like rice, flour, pasta are a little bit lower and it's impossible to find hand sanitizer, but walking into a Swedish grocery store today, you would barely notice a difference from pre-coronavirus times. Now, knowing what's going on in the rest of the world, it's a strange thing to witness. It's, it's they're doing something different. Particularly surprising is the sight of people in the higher risk groups, including mal- many elderly people out shopping in grocery stores and taking walks with friends Hmm. and the government has said anyone over 70 should try to stay home as much as possible so either these people aren't worried or they aren't paying attention and in true Swedish style no one is out enforcing any of the guidelines and measures to limit the spread of the coronavirus are left up to the individual's sense of responsibility. For the most part, that approach tends to work well in Sweden, where the social contract is strong. And listen to Health Minister Lena Hallengren, who has been quoted by saying, no, 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 it's not business as usual in Sweden. That was a response to confusion and even exasperation on the parts of people outside who can't see why Sweden would go in a different way from most countries, given, given, the evidence we have so, par, so far about how coronavirus spreads. And it's very tempting to think the Swedish leadership are just level-headed and pr- pragmatic and go on the information that they have. And it really does indicate that we can go on living in kind of a relaxed but cautious version of a normal life as this pa- pandemic progresses. And she went on to say that, but the feeling now among a growing number of Swedes is that change it's on is on the way so they are thinking they may have to be a little bit more strict with what they're doing but they're taking it very cautiously and one day at a time so remember remember the point of this podcast remember why people all over the world listen to this show Sweden is a potential glimpse into the future of living with COVID-19 And I think what they are doing right now, but we, you know, they're doing right now what they think is right. I think what we are doing right now is what we think is right. But we cannot be locked down forever. If the data holds and the trends continue, we in the U.S. have capable experts that will see the data from Sweden as an important part of the decisions to be made in the near future, I'm not talking months, I'm talking weeks, we're going to learn from their different approach. And if Sweden is successful, we can open our country and restart our economy, like I said, in weeks, not months. And most experts think we are going to live with this virus long term. It's not going away soon. So remember, this podcast is for crazy people. The Swedes are crazy enough to try something different and have earned, earned the exposure on this podcast. They are crazy enough to go big. Crazy enough to win? Hm, we will see. We will see. Until next time.